This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Puerto Ricans are still recovering from Hurricane Fiona from back in September. And even before that, Luma Energy, the company that manages the grid and Puerto Rico's government, led by Governor Pedro Perluisi, have been facing public protests and local legislative calls to cancel Luma's contract. For years, residents dealt with frequent power outages even when there weren't extreme weather events and have asked Congress and the Biden administration to investigate Luma and tackle the problems related to federal oversight of the island's finances. And now this week, a pair of important deadlines could force some tough conversations and decisions about the entities who will be responsible for the power grid moving forward. So today, we check in with Politica's Gloria Gonzalez about the uncertain future of Puerto Rico's power system. It's Monday, November 28th. So, Gloria, Puerto Rico's fragile power system is still in shambles, and there are some looming deadlines coming up this week that could impact who actually manages the grid. What are those deadlines? Yeah, there are two very important deadlines this week. The first one on Wednesday is the day when the supplemental agreement that dictates that Luma Energy, the company that has been managing the grid for the last year and a half almost, is allowed to manage the grid. That agreement expires on Wednesday. And one of the challenges is that the utilities ongoing bankruptcy, PREPA's ongoing bankruptcy, means that it's really unclear what happens after that Wednesday date. The other deadline on Thursday is interestingly related. It's about the restructuring deal that is being negotiated to restructure the PREPA, the government-owned utilities debt. Now, those negotiations hit an impasse back in September, and so Thursday is the deadline for the Fiscal Oversight Board to pitch a new plan to restructure that debt. There's a lot of uncertainty in that process, but one of the biggest challenges there is the idea that the electricity rates are going to be increased to pay some of that debt off is very controversial on the island. So people are watching those negotiations and how that process plays out very carefully. You mentioned PREPA. Can you remind folks what that is? PREPA is the government-owned utility on Puerto Rico. It previously had control of both the generation assets and the grid, but there have been efforts by the Fiscal Oversight Board to privatize some of the power system in Puerto Rico, and that's one of the reasons why Luma bid on and was granted the contract to manage the power grid. The next step for the Fiscal Oversight Board is to privatize some of the generation assets on the island, which are still in Perapa's hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you allude to, these deadlines seem like they're going to prompt some tough conversations and decisions. Tell us about those and who will be making those decisions. Yeah, I mean, the first one, the Luma Supplemental Agreement, Luma's performance on the island has been very controversial. There have been ongoing power outages during its time managing in the grid. 
Now, some of that predated Luma's control of the grid. So there were problems going back five, six years ago to when Hurricane Maria and Irma decimated the grid. But even before that, there were issues with the power grid. But despite that, Luma is obviously in charge of the grid right now. And there are a lot of people who really want its control of the grid to be terminated. The governor has said that Luma Energy is going to maintain control of the grid past Wednesday, but there's no formal agreement to do that. And residents and civil society organizations on the island who oppose Luma's continued control of the grid are trying to continue to encourage the governor and others to cancel the contract. In terms of restructuring of the debt for PREPA, that process is going to take a lot more time. I mean, the island's bankruptcy process has been going on for years now. And while some of it has been resolved, the $9 billion debt that PREPA owes is still an ongoing issue. And I don't see that that's going to be resolved anytime soon. And to be clear, if Luma were to go, as some are calling for, who would manage the grid then? Well, that's one of the biggest unanswered questions, right? Because it's not clear that there's a plan B, so to speak, if Luma either is forced to cede control of the grid or decides for some reason that it doesn't want to continue to manage the grid and walks away. The governor has said that in that scenario, legally speaking, the island would have to go through another process to find another private operator. And that would entail a request for proposals, analysis, evaluation of those. And and that would be a really lengthy process. Some people have suggested if Luma just walks away, then control of the grid would revert to PREPA. And that's a scenario that really nobody has spoken up in favor of. The issue there is like, if it's not PREPA, then who? Nobody seems to be able to answer that particular question. And that's really frustrating for many people that I speak to who are on the island. And so you mentioned residents and activists have protested and called on Luma to cancel their contract as the grid operator in Puerto Rico Senate earlier this month actually approved resolutions aimed at forcing Governor Pedro Perluisi to cancel the Luma contract. How have those two entities responded? Well, it's really interesting. Parapa has been not really speaking publicly about what their plans are, what they see as the potential future for control of the grid. They've deferred to other entities when that question has been put to them, including the public-private partnership authority that has overseen Luma's control of the grid. Now, one of the issues there is that it's not particularly clear what happens next with regard to PREPA from PREPA's perspective. But Luma's been pretty vocal in recent months about what they see as some of the challenges. They talk about the fact that they inherited a neglected system, a badly damaged grid. And there is some truth to that, but there is also some truth to some of the concerns people have expressed about Luma's performance, a lack of transparency, a lack of communication that some people have identified as key issues, especially early on in the contract. I think Luma has made efforts to try to be more communicative, but it's also been saying a lot of things about they're committed to seeing this process through to building a more resilient grid, but that, you know, asking for people to be patient because this is a process that does not happen overnight. And Puerto Ricans are still dealing with continuing power outages and voltage fluctuations after Hurricane Fiona in September. We know what residents are asking the local government to do, but what are they asking Congress and the Biden administration to do here? Yeah, there are two big things that they're asking from Congress. They really want Congress to 
probe the Luma contract. And basically, they want Congress to look at how Luma is performing, what its impact has been in terms of the ongoing outages, how they're addressing the performance, what the key metrics are for evaluating its performance, and also probe the financial details of its contract. With the Fiscal Oversight Board, they are asking the Biden administration to really take a look at this. Biden made a campaign pledge about what is commonly referred to as PROMESA, which is the statute that basically created this fiscal oversight board. People on the island say that PROMESA has failed, that it is time to revisit it. That was a statute that was passed by Congress. So obviously it would take some act of Congress to formally revisit that statute. But folks on the island are saying that there are things that the Biden administration can do in the meantime via executive order that would help alleviate some of the issues that they feel are being magnified by the Fiscal Oversight Board and what they refer to as the austerity measures that it has imposed. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.